This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. And let's continue with the conversation about this uh, incident that is being called uh, hazing. But I, I think it goes way, way. F- I think that's actually just kind of making it sound less than it actually is. But uh, as we know tonight, 10 students aged 15 to 17 have now been expelled from an all-boys Toronto high school known for its uh, athletics. And they are accused of all sorts of things, but namely bullying and assaulting one, if not two boys, in what looks like the school's bathroom. And while very few details are being released, the incidents were filmed. And so there's as many as three pieces of uh, video that were posted online. And reports suggest that the video showed one boy stripped from the waist down, pinned on the floor, and violated with a broomstick. The second video alleges another boy in a sink stripped down to his underwear as water is poured over him and he's slapped on his bare skin. I mean, it makes me physically sick to think of uh, this kind of thing happening, to think of what those boys went through, to think of what their parents are going through, and to think of what this will do to them in the future. And there are a number of lives, including those who are going to be inevitably caught and likely charged, but there's a lot of lives that have now been destroyed. I want to bring in Randy Chevrier to the conversation. He is a former Calgary Stampeder, also uh, works with a program called Dare to Care, and this is a bullying prevention program. He joins us now. Randy, is this uh, is this something that just goes with being in athletics and being a boy, or I mean, or does this actually you know shock you the way it did me? Well, it you know, I guess it's shocking that it's still happening in this day and age. Um, you know, uh, to to uh, to see that type of thing going on with all the information we have at our disposal, not just at our disposal, but, you know, even the kids, um, you know, you, to, to look uh, 10, 15 years ago um, to understand the implications of, uh, implications of such behavior, kids didn't have, uh, weren't armed with that knowledge. You know, the, the, the technological advances have allowed us to educate younger kids uh, faster. And, and so, you know, they should know better. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's it's shocking to me that it's, that it's still going on. With you know, in this again, in the digital age, there's so many cases of things going on where uh, precedence has been set, and and you you kind of imagine that people don't know uh, uh, that they shouldn't be doing this thing. Right, but but that comes from leadership, whether it's the teaching or from the sports. And so, is there um, a change in the way that kids in sport are being taught when it comes to these kinds of rituals? You know, you've got the frost weeks that go on, you've got the hazings that have gone in the past, and we've I, I thought we had moved kind of away from that. But is there still a cultural culture of that? That's where sort of um, all my worlds collide. You know, whether it's as a firefighter, as a, a bully prevention speaker, as a, as a coach. Uh, even as a former athlete, it, it, you know, different places I've been which have similar types of cultures uh, or, or similar types of environments don't necessarily have the same culture. And, and it is, uh, it does go down to leadership. You know, uh, kids, boys and girls don't know how to handle that power. It's like if you were a parent and give a 12-year-old the keys to your car. Uh, you know, 
you can't trust what they're going to do with it. You can hope that they're going to, you know, be able to get it home and not have an accident. But, you know, when it comes to, to being in that locker room, uh, the minute the, the authoritative figure is out of the picture, right. someone else wants to step up and take their place. And what they do with that power and how they use it becomes the culture and uh, the, the followers who follow that, that person. Uh, and, and typically, it's going to be the leaders with more charisma that inspire others to follow. And if they, if they, if they inspire uh, good behaviors and good thoughts, well, you have a positive culture. But if you, if you inspire... Uh, negative things, you have a negative culture. So so that, in general, is the way I believe teams work. Those situations have to be closely monitored. And uh, I'm not sure if we're that far ahead than mm-hmm. where we were 10, 15 years ago. You know, it's unfortunate that, you know, things like this come out and then, you know, everyone has to do backpedaling and, you know, uh, unfortunately people are hurt. That, that, at the end of the day, uh, people are hurt, and uh, you know whether it's it's the victims in this case or the alleged victims, or whether it's the perpetrators. Um, there are going to be ripple effects throughout that uh, community, which you know uh, I, I'm very aware of the St. Mike's community. It's, it's it has such a great reputation for um, academics and athletics, and and unfortunately this will be a black mark, and not unlike uh, what happened at McGill University. Uh, several several years ago after uh, yeah. after I had graduated yeah yeah I mean it's just a this to me goes beyond hazing this this to me goes into like this whatever happened to these boys was is something that's going to destroy them I think moving forward because it's been online they've been violated they've been bullied they've been belittled and so there is a very big teachable moment it's unfortunate that we have to have it so what happens how do we use this moment to make sure it doesn't happen again, because they were clearly emboldened enough to put this thing online. And while the students uh, were expelled, I mean, the the school, as I understand, only acted and called the police after the media started calling. Yeah, and and, and that's unfortunate. I mean, um, you know, you look at you look at any case where there's uh, uh, there's negative behavior surrounding sports teams, whether it's uh, the gym, USA Gymnastics down in the states or Penn State or you know. Um, Unfortunately, sometimes people aren't aware of the details. Um, you know, mm-hmm. when people want to do negative things, they're good at hiding it. And that's, that's not just in sport, right? That's in society. Uh, you know, you can, you can educate. And, that, you know, when we talk about, uh, you know, I do a lot of work in schools across Canada with uh, Dare to Care. And uh, we talk about bullying. We talk about negative behavior. You know, yeah. I'm under no impression that I can go in and wave a magic wand and solve mm-hmm. everyone's problems. And unfortunately, sometimes problems that exist are uh, deeper rooted than the education we can provide. And, you know, the only thing is to remind leaders that although you don't think there's a problem, and we run into this at schools, right? You know, uh, you, you say, hey, we'd like to come in and, and speak to you about uh, bullying behaviors and, and those sorts of uh, negative uh, aspects that go on in schools, and then, you know, someone says, well, we don't have a problem in our school. And, you know, the reply to that is, well, uh, maybe it doesn't, you don't have a visible problem, but if you have one student uh, that is being bullied, and that one student comes back to, you know, harm others or harm themselves, then guess what? You have a problem. It's to acknowledge that although we don't see a problem, to be proactive we must ensure that educational pieces are inserted within the framework of our uh, coaching, 
um, scheme, you know, whether it's your, your year calendar, to make sure that everyone is reminded that the behaviors that are, are, are being done um, have been talked about, and if they're being done, you're do- doing them in defiance of the policy. So uh, if I'd say, Mike, you know, if the coach just walks in and says, well, guys, don't bully each other. We don't stand for hazing. That, there's no meat on that bone. They need, they need substance. They need uh, guidance, and they need a clear definition of, of, of what is acceptable and what is not, so that if it does happen, we had a, a program in there that educated our athletes. These athletes that perpetrated this did it in defiance of what our expectations are. At that point, then the focus really turns to the perpetrators. Whereas at this point, I'm not sure what their policies are, and I'm, I'm not saying uh, they're lacking or not, but if they are just a, you know, a, a brush-by sentence or sign a little contract to say you won't do these things, you know, that can come into question in a situation like that. And then you know, the, the school's um, uh, integrity can be called into question as well as those of the athletes. Yeah, but you know, so so I, I truly believe in the power of education, face-to-face workshop type activities that clearly define expectations uh, for for these youth. We will see where this uh, story goes and takes us. Randy, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you. That is Randy Chevrier joining us now. On point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.